You're listening to the Sandesk podcast, a podcast for students and young professionals in the legal and corporate world who are on a journey to build their dream career without the hustle and overwhelm. I'm your host, Laura Lang, yoga teacher, corporate lawyer, and founder of the online community Many Poorer by Laura, where I share all the things I learned along the way from my time as an anxious law student and on the journey to becoming a thriving lawyer and business owner. I'll be there with you every step of the way, juggling the struggles of corporate life while exploring new and smarter ways of showing up in the corporate world. Get ready to ditch the traditional route to your dream career as we expand our mindsets and go our own ways. I'm all about helping you crack the code to inner calm in the midst of your busy corporate life so you can create a more fulfilling career on your terms and design a life that you absolutely love. So roll the windows down and turn the volume up and let's get zen. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Sendesk podcast. If this is the first time that you're tuning into the podcast, welcome, welcome. I'm Laura, and I'm so happy that you're here tuning in. And if you've been here before, welcome back to the show. Um, I want to take a moment and just set the scene for what you can expect from today's episode. Um, because today I'm going to share with you exactly what I would do if I wanted to become more self-disciplined and what the yogis have to say about self-discipline. And as you might have seen from the title of this episode, we're now in part three of the mini series here on the podcast about how to show up in the office as a radiant corporate yogi. I've already released two episodes on how to be a radiant corporate yogi. And while these episodes are all part of a series, the topics that I'm talking about, they're separate from each other. So you can listen to this one first and then tune into part one or part two of the series afterwards. The order in which you listen, it, it doesn't really matter. Just scroll down down back through the the last episodes then you'll you'll see the other radiant corporate yogi episodes and um, just for some quick context, if you're like, hey, what's the Radiant Corporate Yogi series, then uh, let me just bring you up to speed real quick. Because my goal with this series of episodes is to teach you bite-sized yoga philosophy that will help you break free from outdated corporate norms blocking your career growth so you can show up as yourself at work and send a wave of positivity through your workplace. So in this episode, we're diving into some old yoga philosophy, but I'm doing my very best to translate some of these old difficult texts and just put them into a context that feels relevant to you in your modern corporate life. Right, but in today's episode, we're honing in on all things self-discipline. And I think this is such an important topic to bring awareness to because most of us really want to be more self-disciplined. But when we get busy and when life is throwing us like one challenge after the other, it's just easier to say, you know what, today I don't have the energy to cook myself a good meal. I don't have the energy to go to the gym. I don't have the energy to step on my yoga mat or whatever it is that you really want to have time for, but just never really get around to doing. So have you ever wondered why so many of us struggle to stick to our goals and actually stay on track? Well, I certainly have and to me it seems that we're living in a world that is just so full of temptations and instant gratifications like just think about the amount of notifications you get on your phone every day when you feel a little bit bored it's like 
in a click you can just tap in and find something else that's more exciting and it can feel like we're in this constant tug of war with with our own impulses so in today's episode we're going to unravel the the whole mystery behind the struggle for for self-discipline and we'll get into the nitty-gritty of why it's such a tough nut to crack and most importantly i'll share some really down-to-earth tips and insights to help you take charge and and start winning that daily battle with your own willpower and we're going to do all of that by diving into what the Bhagavad Gita, this ancient yoga Bible text, has to say about self-discipline and what we can do to do more of the things that we actually want to do, but maybe don't always have the motivation to do. Okay, so that's the topic that we're going to dive into. And I'm really excited about this topic because this is so close to my heart. And it is something that I work on daily because guess what? Even though it may look like I get a lot of things done on a daily basis, like I certainly do, then it's more often than not that I get these things done because I have flexed my self-discipline muscle numerous times and I don't just depend on my motivation to help me out anymore. So after this episode, it's my goal that you will leave knowing exactly what you need to do to become more self-disciplined and learn also a little bit about what the yogis have to say about self-discipline. But because I love you guys and the way that you support the podcast, the way that you support this online community, I'm not just going to leave you with that. No. So make sure you stay until the very end of this episode because you are going to be the first to find out about something very special that I've been really looking forward to announcing. Okay, but for now, grab a seat and let's jump right into today's topic on all things self-discipline. So the way that we're going to work through this today is that I'm going to point out some big mistakes that I see a lot of people making. <laughs> and then I'm going to offer three tips on how to work around these mistakes. And some of the mistakes that I see that a lot of upcoming lawyers and corporate professionals they're making, it is that they are setting these unrealistic goals for themselves. They lack specificity when it comes to these goals that they set. They fail to plan how they're going to achieve these goals and ignore the power of habits and routine. So we're going to unpack that a little bit further. First, let's talk about the most prevalent mistake that I see, which is that future lawyers and corporates, they set these overly ambitious or unrealistic goals. And while it's great to aim high, setting goals that are too far out of reach can lead to frustration and demotivation. So instead, starting with small achievable goals and gradually increasing the challenge can be a more effective way to achieve what it is that you want to achieve. And something I want to add here is that it really doesn't help if these goals are vague or not really defined. Because without clear specific objectives, it's challenging to track the progress and to stay motivated. And self-discipline is often bolstered by having a precise target in mind. So setting clear goals is really crucial in my opinion. Another thing I see is that people always say, "Ugh, but I just don't have the motivation to practice yoga, for instance, if that's what you want to have more time for or motivation for. But the thing is, self-discipline is closely linked to developing positive habits. And many people actually overlook the importance of creating these habits and they try to rely solely on willpower or motivation. 
But the truth the truth is is that motivation and willpower is just not not always going to be there. But if we take time to create some well established habits that become almost like automatic behaviors, then it gets easier to stick to our goals. But it goes without saying that if we don't plan the things that we're actually going to do, then we're not really getting anywhere. And self-discipline is about more than just good intention. It requires a structured approach, really. And without a plan, we most often find ourselves reacting to circumstances rather than proactively working towards our goals. Just think about it for a moment, like uh, if you're stressed out at work and emails are just bombarding you coming in, it's like the reactive behavior is just um, answering the email that came in last, the email with the biggest red exclamation mark instead of saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to take half an hour out, structure my tasks and then set the priority for what needs to be dealt with first. Right. The last thing that I'm going to point out before we dive into what the Bhagavad Gita has to say about this is that so many of us are in this mentality of I want it all to happen right now or I want it all to happen like yesterday. And I really hope that I'm not the only one who would, um, like, just to come with an example, go to the gym once and then come home, look myself in the mirror and be like, just checking if my six pack magically appeared because I did one really intense ab workout. And of course it didn't, because that's not how it work works. We can't just skip to the good part. If you have a lot of pain, for instance, from sitting in your office chair every day, it's not going to just go away because you get one session with your physiotherapist. Or if you want to become really good at writing contracts, it's a, it's in the long game. It's longevity. It takes practice. It takes time. Right. That's all good and everything. But then what can we actually do about it? And what do the ancient yogis and the Bhagavad Gita really teaches about self-discipline and how to get more of the things done that we actually want to do. The Bhagavad Gita provides guidance on how to become self-disciplined through various teachings and practices. And I'm going to just highlight some key principles and strategies from the Gita on how to cultivate self-discipline. The Gita advocates the concept of performing one's duties or dhamma as they call it in Sanskrit with dedication and without attachment to the results. This approach it's known as karma yoga and this is something that I've explained in much more detail in part one of this radiant corporate yogi series so if it doesn't make sense to you what karma yoga is I really encourage you to go back and listen to that episode afterwards. But essentially, karma yoga encourages individuals to act selflessly and responsibly. And that in turn cultivates self-discipline or like just discipline by focusing on the present action rather than the rewards of your work. Like, what do I need to do right now to get to where I want to go? And I think it's actually explained so clearly in the text itself because it says in chapter 2 verse 47 that you have the right to work but never to the fruit of work. And if this is a little spacey then I get it. So let's put it into the context here of what I was talking about earlier in terms of goals. So you want to get up and focus on your actions and what you can do every single day without being attached to the outcome. But in order for you to do that, it's really important that you define clear and specific goals that you're actually working towards because these goals should be achievable, but they should also be broken down into smaller manageable steps. 
And it's in this moment where you have a clear sense of purpose and direction that you can start to take action. You can accomplish your goals because you know where you're going. And another benefit here is that when you have clearly defined goals, it really helps you allocate your time and energy more effectively because it becomes clear to you where you're wasting your time and where you need to focus your time and your energy for that matter instead. The second tip I want to bring forward is all about creating a structured routine. And I was going a little bit back and forth here because the Gita doesn't explicitly mention routines or daily schedules in a direct verse of the text. The text is, the text is primarily focused on the principles of duty, righteousness, righteousness sorry, that's a difficult word, um, self-realization and spiritual guidance. But the concept of discipline and regularity in one's actions and practices is indirectly addressed in several verses of the Gita. For instance, in chapter 6, verse 16 of the Gita, they discuss the importance of applying moderation in food and sleep, which can be related to maintaining a somewhat balanced routine. So in the text, it says that those who eat too much or eat too little, who sleep too much or sleep too little, will not succeed in meditation. But those who are temperate in eating and sleeping, work and recreation, will come to the end of sorrow through meditation. And through constant effort, they learn to withdraw the mind from selfish cravings and absorb it in the self. Thus they attain the state of union. So while it's not mentioned directly, this verse emphasizes the importance of maintaining a balanced and disciplined lifestyle, which includes regularity in eating and sleeping patterns, for instance. Because we all know what happens if we go to the extreme of either sleeping or eating too much or too little, then surprise, surprise, it can disrupt our physical and mental well-being. The thing is, the Bhagavad Gita doesn't provide a detailed template for daily routines. <laughs> like That's probably a little bit too much to expect from this ancient text. But what it does is that it stresses the significance of self-discipline, of moderation and balance in one's life, which are all essential elements of any well-structured daily routine. And so if you're on this path of wanting to become a radiant corporate yogi, then I'm confident that you will start to develop routines that align with these principles that I'm talking about and which will help you maintain physical, mental and spiritual harmony. So just to sum up this point, when you develop a daily or weekly routine, this is a powerful way to instill self-discipline. So I really encourage you to look at how you can create a schedule that includes dedicated time for work, dedicated time for study, exercise, rest and personal growth activities. Because consistency in your routine will help you build good habits, habits and minimize distractions. And this is really essential to strike that balance between discipline and flexibility. Last but not least, we're going to talk about the importance of self-awareness and self-control. Because it's no secret that I am all about this and so is the Gita. So mindfulness techniques such as meditation or deep breathing exercises, they can help you become more aware of your thoughts and impulses. 
in the beginning it might sound a little bit foreign to you but as you deepen your practice with these techniques you learn to recognize moments when you're tempted to procrastinate or give in to distractions and this is a skill that is so important to learn in order for you to really exercise self-discipline because you learn to redirect your focus to your goals and stay on track. And I want to point out here that the Gita specifically mentions how important it is that we learn to control the senses and the mind as the whole foundation for self-discipline. It teaches us that the uncontrolled mind and senses can lead to desires, to attachment and to distractions that hinder self-discipline altogether. So every time we practice techniques like meditation, like mindfulness, this is what can help us sort of master our mind and master our senses. And trust me when I say I know how tempting it can be to think, oh, but I just want to be self-disciplined now. But it just, it doesn't happen like this. We're all on this journey together and it's constant work every single day in your practice. And before I round this off, I want to just mention one last quote from the Gita that underlines everything we've talked about so well. Because in chapter 6, verse 23 to 25, it says that the practice of meditation frees one from all affliction. This is the path of yoga. Follow it with determination and sustained enthusiasm, renouncing wholeheartedly all selfish desires and expectations. Use your will to control the senses and little by little through patience and repeated effort notice that repeated effort the mind will become stilled in the self i love everything about this quote and how it encourages us to face our challenges with positivity and patience and how it reminds us to just keep coming back to it over and over and over again Okay, so before we move any further with this episode, I want to pick up on what I told you at the beginning of this episode, because I have something really excited to announce to you today. And it's something that is actually linked to today's topic as well. And that is that the waitlist to my brand new online yoga group program, the Corporate Unicorn, just opened this week, actually, today. So If you find yourself listening to everything I've said up until now and you're like, wow, that's great. I wish I could do all of that, but I really don't know where to start or I just don't feel like I can push through on my own, then hear me out. Because the last tip that I want to offer from the Gita is that it is very important to find a mentor or find a guide who can provide encouragement and guidance on your journey to becoming more self-disciplined. I've had numerous teachers help me get to where I am today and I just love giving back wherever I can. So that's why I've decided to create the Corporate Unicorn. This is a six-week live online group program for future lawyers and corporate professionals who are ready to build career experience in a way that just feels fun, light, and easy. And in this online group program, you will learn how to sparkle in a boardroom full of suits through healthy habits and boundaries so you can confidently make positive decisions that build a career you love waking up to without worrying what all the other people think and I have just opened the doors to the waitlist but you got to be fast because the waitlist is only open until Saturday at midnight Greek time so Saturday September 23rd 2023 and if you sign up to the waitlist you will get access to some really epic bonuses and a very very juicy discount 
First of all, you'll get a $200 discount off the full price. Now, the program is already at an insane price for everything that I've included into it. But if you sign up through the waitlist, it just gets even more insane, honestly. And on top of that, when you join the waitlist, you unlock access to a private one-to-one, one-hour session with me. Because I think that having an amazing supportive tribe of other women around you to support your growth is priceless. That's the whole reason we're doing this as a group but sometimes we face challenges that are more sensitive and that's why I want you to have a private space with me to work through any challenges that you feel like don't really fit the group setting. All right, I think that's enough about unicorns and self-discipline for now. I hope that you've learned something new and useful about the yoga philosophy and feel like you understand how to take some very ancient wisdom and apply it to your modern everyday life. And if you're curious to learn more, if you have questions or you seek guidance on infusing yogic philosophy into your corporate life, then feel free to send me a DM over on Instagram or an email with your thoughts and we can keep this conversation going as i've mentioned before in all the other corporate radiant corporate yogi series i'm a diligent student of yoga myself and hearing other people's interpretations and understandings based on their experiences it's really really valuable and we're all on this journey together and i just i can't wait to hear what you got from this episode and your own practice and your self-reflection on this topic so i just want to say thank you so much for joining me here on this third episode of the radiant corporate yogi series be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode where we'll explore another facet of yoga philosophy in the corporate world and until then just remember that the path to career fulfillment starts with the wisdom within you you already have the everything inside of you so that's it for now my beautiful yogi stay radiant stay mindful and stay yogi and until next time